Hi, this is Michelle Quintado with Open Door Talk, and I have Sinead O'Hare here with me. I met her during this intensive, expressive art therapy course. It was a week long. We got to do music therapy. We got to do dance therapy. We got to really explore the arts of therapy, which is amazing. And since that time, we've just stayed connected. She is my friend from Ireland. She published her first book in 2017. And when she marketed her book, I was there front and center at the school and I remember coming with another friend I think it was Brooke right yeah yes and I'm so excited to have her here today Sinead O'Hare is a licensed clinical social worker she is a psychotherapist clinical director of Just Belief Recovery Center and she also has a private practice and 10 plus years of experience so welcome Sinead thank you I'm so excited to be on and congratulations on your podcast that's amazing great job I'm so excited to be on with you today thank you thank you thank you I have to tell you guys very quickly Sinead and I have been planning to maybe record an episode <laughs> for at least over a month and we cannot get our schedules together we were okay let's do it this day or oh we can't do it this day and so finally I got back from Colorado and I said okay we have to make a plan for this week so here we are it's late Thursday night you know it's the best time my babies are sleeping Sinead Sinead is out in her car. She said, I'm going <laughs> to make sure that everything is all silent to record this episode because she has a dog and, you know, he wasn't so friendly the last time that you and I did a live, <laughs> a live recording. Anyway, Sinead, so I know you wrote this book, which you guys have to read, by the way. I'll be discussing more details at the end of this episode. Sinead, just talk to us a little bit about your background and your personal experiences living in Ireland. Sure, absolutely. And again, thank you so much for having me on. Of course. So I grew up in Northern Ireland and, you know, a lot of people know, some people don't know, but growing up there was a war going on. And so I, where I lived, it was in West Belfast and it was right in the center where literally the war was going on. So we experienced a lot of violence, a lot of death, a lot of, you know, bombs, guns, shootings, and just a lot of intercultural violence, you know. So it was a war against the British and the Irish. And I was a Catholic Irish, so the British had taken over Northern Ireland at the time. So there was a lot of violence, a lot of fear, a lot of things that we experienced as young children. And at the time it was normal. So I literally grew up in it from a really young age, right up until, you know, my late teens, twenties. I think a lot of what we experienced was just a lot of fear talking to other people of different cultures, of different nationalities. You know, there was a lot of segregation. So Protestants and Catholics were segregated from each other. One memory that always sticks out for me is when we um, were working in, you know, as you're going through school and college and stuff like that, you have part-time jobs. And one of the things that we got in our training was hard to identify a bomb and then what to do with that. So I worked in a clothes shop and that's one of our trainings. <laughs> so you're kind of conditioning your brain from a really young age to kind of look out for fear, to constantly be in fear. We would have constant bomb scares where we would have to evacuate wherever we were, whether it was school or work, even just living in, at our home. It was constant shootings and bombs and fear. And there was a lot of riots that used to happen and a lot of like burning buses 
Lurs and Lurries. So I remember even outside your house, you could look out, especially like around the summertime when we would have a lot of marches and you would see burning buses that had been hijacked. A lot, a lot of fear, a lot of violence, a lot of people against each other. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me, wanting to be a social worker. So Protestants were killing Catholics, Catholics were killing Protestants, and you're growing up in that environment. So your little brain at a young age is conditioned to hate the other side, the other religion, right? Yeah. And I just cannot imagine having to go through that even when I was younger. And the kids are now being preconditioned because a lot of the school shootings that have happened in the past decade. I find it so traumatizing to be going through something like that in so little, like you said, like your small brains are being conditioned into fear. Mm -hmm. One of the really interesting things, and I look back on this, is it was normal. I was born into the war. One of the things just kind of popping in my head, the British Army would patrol the streets, walk the streets, and I was a Catholic, so we were kind of the oppressed. They would point their guns at you, and I remember like six years old, seven years old, them driving in their tanks, and there would be six British soldiers out the top of the tank, and they would all be pointing their guns at you. And then also in the morning, there would be a soldier in the army gear with their guns sitting at your doorstep. So you'd always kind of jump. So there was a component of it that was normal because it's what you grew up in. But there was also a deeper part of my soul that knew that it wasn't right. So at a young age, I didn't really know anything different, but my soul did. I always say that, especially for us social workers, we always have our own personal experiences and that's what leads us into the social work field. And right. a lot of the things that you're mentioning with living in this fear and knowing in your soul, deep down in your soul, that there is something not right about this. I mean, this mm-hmm. cannot be life. I cannot be living in a life like this in a world where there's so much hate and people are killing each other back and forth, right? And so it, it maybe creates right. a social justice within you already as a social worker. And so that's where that comes from. And I can so relate to that because me and my sisters would be bullied by boys in the neighborhood. In some way, there was some level of fear or in my soul where that wasn't right. Today, I try to really be a strong advocate for kids, especially for those that I can see that are being bullied by other kids, right? Because that's where our passion comes from. And that's how we become mm-hmm. that we do become as social workers. You know, I guess my question to you was going to be, how did that book get created for you in your mind? How did you start? So I think that in my soul, talking about soul work, you know, we all have a purpose and we all have something that's guiding us, right? And sometimes we don't always hear it. But from a really young age, I also had other factors that kind of impacted my role in wanting to become a social worker and a healer. My dad wasn't in the picture. He lived in America when I was young. I witnessed domestic violence. And then I started going down a path of trying drugs and, and alcohol at a young age. And then, you know, kind of going down that path for a while and had a lot of friends that passed away. But at a really young age, I was reading Wayne Dyer from like 10 years old and Louise Hay. You know, any book that I could get related to the mind and psychology and spirituality. So I kind of had this foundation and I had this inner voice, this this is what I call the eye within the soul. I had this inner feeling, this inner voice, this purpose that I was going to write a book one day. And it was always there for years. And I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. And I truly believe like a, a big part of you know my trauma was having a lot of friends die, growing up in the war, not having my father in the picture. And these were all major factors in my life that had major impact that for some reason, it's my purpose. You know, it's my purpose to help people feel better because I don't want them to feel what I had to feel at that age. Yeah, there's purpose in your pain, right? There's purpose in your pain. And so the purpose is writing a book. 
The purpose is becoming a licensed clinical social worker. The purpose is being a director at a recovery center and helping others also rehabilitate mm-hmm. through their own substance use. One of the things that I experienced when I was 18, I had a lot of friends that died and I actually found one of them dead. I later on did my internship working with young men in the drug and alcohol treatment center. And I 100% believe that there's no coincidence, right? I can relate to anyone because I've had all of these experiences, but especially say young men, 18 to 30 or you know even older because we've had these experiences in life and we can relate and then help other people overcome yeah as human beings we also face suffering right of some sort we all face some type of trauma it's not so much about the addiction or what coping strategy you're using it's more about the suffering that is within and then how to heal that so in terms of healing your book being titled the i within the soul and nine principles of creating the life that you desire how they can heal within themselves because i know that you said i teach others how to heal themselves within one of the biggest things is first of all recognizing your pain because a lot of times we as human beings right we try to avoid pain and so we try to not feel the suffering the pain the you know abandonment or broken relationships whatever the pain may be trauma we try to avoid that so one biggest challenge that i think people have is actually sitting in your pain and that's why we have addiction and that's why we have you know all of these other material coping strategies right mm-hmm. so acknowledging and allowing your pain to come through so to feel your pain to feel the hurt to feel that to acknowledge that and that can be through feeling it writing about it letting the emotion come out talking about it but in the book i talk about not being a victim of your circumstances so a lot of times when we go through trauma or when we go through pain we start to internalize it and we start to externalize it as well and we start to blame others or blame situations the other person that did it the person that hurt us we blame external things for what has happened to us and then what does that do that takes away our power and control in order to heal and really create success in our lives. I like how you said recognize the pain, sitting your pain and let that pain come through. Yes. That's the only way that you can truly get some healing. It's when you can recognize where you are, then allow yourself to feel it and then process it. Yeah, because a lot of times we hold it in and then that's when it becomes detrimental. So that's when it becomes depression, anxiety, but not being a victim of our circumstances. So when we find ourselves, because a lot of times people will ask, well, how do I know if I'm a victim? Mm -hmm. So if we're putting our power and control outwards, if we're saying, well, if this person didn't do this to me, then I wouldn't feel this way. If my father wasn't an alcoholic, then I wouldn't be a drinker, right? Or I wouldn't have an addiction. That's given our power and control away. So when we find ourselves doing that, it's important for us to look within and say, okay, well, yes, this happened to me. And yes, this was awful. And yes, this person should never have done this to me. But what is my responsibility now in order to take my power and control back in order to heal my life and create the life that I actually want for myself? I love everything you said. I think that <laughs> it's important that if you're hearing this you really wrap your mind about how to heal within yourself because we think that healing is necessary yeah. to live the life that you desire 
just to let you guys know that I within the sew and nine principles of creating the life that you desire is now available on Amazon and you can get your copy today. Sinead O'Hare is on Facebook. She's currently working on her social media handles and her and I are going to stay connected so that whenever any updates come up for her private practice, I would go ahead and definitely share it with you guys. I am so happy that we took the time even late at night to record this. I think this was awesome. Yes. And just so you guys know, stay tuned. Sinead and I are going to get together again and we're going to be recording. We're going to be recording what? The next time we're going to talk about how to, you know, shift your mindset into really creating a life of success from every aspect of life. But before I did want to just mention a couple of things. You're not a victim is only one chapter, right? There's so much more in healing yourself. When we have trauma, right, it impacts our brain and our nervous system. And these are also areas that a lot of times people don't know about. They don't know that your nervous system is impacted. So things like meditation, like deep breathing, grinding techniques, you know, focusing on the five senses, what you see, hear, touch, smell. These are all coping strategies that you can use. And having faith in a higher power, for me, it's God. But for anybody else, it could be the universe, God, whatever it is for another person. That has been the most important component from my childhood right up until where I am today. Having faith, letting go and believing in your purpose, and believing in God. God's plan for you. And even with every single thing that's happened to me that has seemed bad, it has always had a purpose and has always brought me to higher levels in life. I really wanted to stress that. Sinead, I feel like you're like my soul sister. Like we're soul sisters in social work field <laughs> and in our faith. Yes. And I think everything that you said was really on point with what people need to hear. We are shifting into a place where we're all just needing some healing. And also we want to live the lives that we desire. I hope that you can practice some of these skills that Sinead mentioned and get her book. It's available on Amazon. You won't be disappointed. So we will be doing this again. We're going to be talking about reshifting the mindset. And I cannot wait for us to set up the time to record. I'm currently accepting new clients. And if you need to talk today, I'm available. Please contact me. This is Michelle Pintado with Open Door Talk. The phrase is heal within.